Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique well-being solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Dr. Sean Boyle. Sean has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as a psychologist, as a behavioural scientist, an entrepreneur, and above all, a life adventurer. So Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for the invitation, Bryce. Delighted to talk to you. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. And can you just tell me just a, a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, well, uh, as you said in your introduction, um, primarily I'm a psychologist. That means I have a number of degrees in psychology, including a, a, a PhD. Um, my area is behavioral science. That's what I trained in uh, for a number of years. I operated Ireland's only dedicated uh, human fear laboratory in Maynooth University. Um, and from that, that gave me insights into uh, into people's behaviour in stressful situations and, and anxious situations, but also give me great insights into people's personalities and how it's likely to predict how they behave. And from that, that is where I developed, I opened the test company, which focuses on identifying people's behaviours and their personalities and how that influences their work lives and identifying a better career or better career path or, a better way to work within their job themselves. So that's currently where I am. I have a practice um, providing career assessments and guidance to anyone from the age of 16 to 66. Wow. Okay, that's fascinating. And Sean, can it dive in deeper into how you mind others like kind of day to day? You mentioned there you're a psychologist, you're a behavioral scientist. And you mentioned the test company and helping people to kind of maybe change career paths uh, by using biometrics and behavioral science. So what does that look like day to day? Um, yeah, basically people come to me. Um, you're t- I don't have a typical client. It tends to be, it tends to be through across a range of people. Um, for people who are just starting out, for, so for students and stuff like that, it is um, they exist in an already anxious uh, environment trying to figure out they're trying to imagine a future that they know nothing about and that's quite a scary thing so my job is just to basically identify behaviors that they already do and places where they would be comfortable and from that they can then be a little bit more confident and secure going going through selecting a college course or or you know choosing a, a graduate career or whatever um it's funny because people then mid-career they tend to come to me uh they tend to come to me because they're unhappy where they are now um, and it, unhappiness tends to be the, the, the driving force to people coming and working with me. Um, and it may just be something as simple as that they're, they're no longer doing the job that they signed up for. They perhaps got better at it. Uh, it's introduced more stress, but it also introduced ways of working which may not be compatible with their preferences. So for them, it's a case of they may not need to change their career, but they may need to come up with different behavioral repertoires that they can implement in their job just to make them more comfortable. You know, it might be just some, something as simple as they've, they've moved into management and they don't like to disconnect from other people. So we're just trying to work on things that they can build into their, into their thing. Just to, and it, it's all about reducing anxiety. It's all about putting people in a comfort zone. Because if I put someone, if we can get someone into their comfort zone, it means that they're going to be happier, more productive and more successful. That's kind of the overriding bias that I have. That's, 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 
that would be the that would be the 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 I don't know the company logo of of the test company would be you know just making people happier and more productive. That's pretty much it. And that ripple effect, I suppose, from someone that's happier and more productive, like that ripples out into their into home life, into society, you know, like into the world because you know they're they're more they're they're happier and they're more content. Yeah, it's I I I know a lot of I know a lot of people, uh, you know, coaches like like yourself and, and others that they they get involved in the in the holistic part of it, you know, your whole your whole environment, but. Um, I'm kind of a practical person, so I'm like, look, your work. For some people, their work is 80 percent of their lives. If we could, if I can just focus on that and use my skills just to focus on, on, on that. Well, then you know they can, they can then, they, you know, they can then evolve. It, that hap- that kind of contentment, happiness, hopefully will will evolve into the into the rest of their life. But it's it's just yeah. it's just my way of being. I suppose it's a combination of being. How does a scientist become? an entrepreneur and put in people care into the mix. And this is just what I, the way that I've come up with. Okay. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. And have you, have you found yourself kind of, you know, let's say busier in the current climate, because I think there's a whole change to work and people working from home and trying to find that balance. And again, maybe unsure about what you're doing. Has that changed for you recently? Yeah, well, I, I've, I've, I've noticed two increases, to be honest with you. And I think I, I, I never miss an opportunity to promote this, but our, 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 2000, our 2021 Leaving Cert students are under an unbelievable amount of pressure. If we had executives under this level of pressure and dealing with this level of uncertainty, it would be a national a national crisis. But I think I think it's yeah. being ignored. I mean, they just don't know what's going on, and you know, having having their having this, the the certainty of their Leaving Cert removed from them and then replaced by you have to now make a decision on what type of exam you want to do and. You know what you best, what's your best option and stuff. It's just it's loaded a load of pressure onto it. So that's one cohort that I've yeah. just I'm just swamped and talking to people who focus on you know counselors who focus on on adolescents and teenage anxiety and stuff. They're just they're just swamped by the demand for it. And um, with regard to people work from home, it's 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 literally that it's that lack of um, people have evolved into into what prisoners are like. They're dreaming about what they're going to do when they get out. They're making, they're making plans. Um, so I found it's actually manifested a bit in it that people are, feel a little bit frozen where they are and a little bit of, a little bit of out of control about the, the future. So they're, they're literally putting it off until, until when I, as soon as this is over, I'm changing my job. So then they come to me, and that's whenever we just have to make sure. And I think it's important to get out there that this is this is an unusual situation that we're in. This is not the norm, despite the fact that it's been going on for a year. This isn't the norm, and it won't be the norm in the future. So it, we just have to understand that that we are operating under very stressful conditions. The um, the uh, uh, the Dyslexia Society of Ireland produced a lovely poster right at the start of it, and it said, please remember you are not working from home, you're working at home during a global pandemic. And I always add, yeah. it is stressful at the bottom of that, because we just have to realise that this is not the norm. Yeah. 
absolutely yeah and again you know um to accept that and to see that you know like there that kind of there is light at the end of the tunnel but to accept the the the, the present situation yeah for what it is yeah like my my research the, the reason why i moved from from a lab to to basically into the into the general population was because one of my one of my experiments showed that when you give people a perception of control there's an actual measurable reduction in anxiety that they experience, regardless of what else is happening. Okay, so if you give people the opportunity to, if you give people the opportunity to to, to avoid the uh, the the stress or whatever it is, they actually get more relaxed immediately, and that's for for almost all all people. So the 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 advice that I give to is to people, and the reason why I give kind of career you know, guidance and advice is, is because that giving someone a perception of control will give them that view that they just have to tolerate this and they can tolerate it and it will get better. And that's pretty much, you know, what I would just say to people. It is it is a it is a fixed period in time we are we are in where we're going to have this. We're coming towards the end of it. We really are. It's just because we've been in it for so long that we might not think so. But make those plans for what you're going to do when it's over. You know, get the holiday brochures, do all this stuff and, and just start to plan because that will give you a perspective beyond where you are at the minute. And that will give you a perception of control and should lead a reduction in anxiety. And that's pretty much the, that's that's what my that's what my advice is like for the next 20 years. That's just basically what I, I'm out promoting. Yeah, yeah. And that sounds like good advice to me, man. That sounds like good advice to me. Absolutely. Um, well, Sean, thank you so much for sharing with me about your work in kind of that behavioural science and um, helping people kind of maybe change career paths and to have happier, more productive lives. Can you tell me now how you mind you? Um, yeah. I, I, the, the easiest way to explain it is about six or eight months ago, I... I banned myself from using the words would, should, and could. I know it sounds pity and trite, but, but my life got immediately better once I just, every time I say a sentence, oh, I should have, you're just going, now just stop there. You didn't, so let's just kind of move on from there. And I just found that that little action, uh, that that just kind of covers an awful lot. Um, and my new, well, the other thing is, which, which I don't really understand, but my, my new resolution was to be ruthlessly optimistic this year. I didn't know what it meant. I still don't know what it meant. But I find myself that when I start to doubt, I start to doubt myself, I just go, yes, but we're being ruthlessly optimistic. It may not work out, but at least we'll be happier while we do it. So there's, there's the two things that I, that, I do in, that I do to just make my life a little bit more um, focused and a little bit easier on myself during these very hard times. And how is that working? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the figures at the end of the year, to be honest. Whether whether yeah. your life does <laughs> yeah. actually get, you know, substantially better just by being just by being optimistic about it rather than letting yourself talk yourself down from it. Um it means I say yes to a lot of things. It means that I experience a lot of things. Um but it also means that I, I don't I don't go down the into the washing machine of negativity whenever I come across challenges. It's like it might it you know, yeah. it's probably going to work out, John. Um, now, whether it does or not, it doesn't really matter. But it means that your experience is is different once you say that. 
you then you then kind of you're not so grumpy about it for want of a better word. And that kind of fits in with my what I was saying about the um yeah, about just that perception of control. I'm probably just giving myself a license to do stuff because bah, it'll probably work out grand. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounds that sounds like very good advice to me. Um because actually I, I read something there recently, as you said, you know, about saying should, could, should have, would have. And if you like if, if you use the idea next time. So you kinda of go, okay, I didn't do X, but next time yeah. you know, I'll do it. Can and I, I, straight away it's changing your perception and it's giving yourself you know, a break. It's been, you know, that kind of self-compassion, mm. self-kindness and going, okay, I didn't do it this time, but yeah. next time. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, I have a friend, I have a friend who's, he, he just likes to do stuff, mad stuff, just do it, have a go. And I said to his wife once, I said, how do you put up with, you know, he just keeps coming at you with all these mental ideas. And she just goes, she says, yeah, I just say, yeah, we will do that. Yeah, we will do that. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that was her take on it. Oh, we will. Yeah, we will do that. You know, whether we do or not, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, absolutely. We will do that at some stage. And of course, mindset, like, you know, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So I suppose if you were saying, you know, next time I can, next, you know, like next time I will, again, it's kind of closing that loop and leaving out the should-haves, would-haves and that catastrophizing and as you said, kind of just being ruthlessly optimistic mm, yeah. and positive. I, I, I kind of, maybe, because, you know, can and will are very defined. It kind of puts, for some people, it might put a pressure on them to actually, it might be a stick to beat themselves up with. So I, I might, for, for Henry Ford's one, I might just put probably in there. You know, if you, t- if, okay. if, if you think you can, you probably can. And if you think you will, if you think you can, you probably can. That kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Rather than going, exactly. oh, God, I thought I could, and now I can't, and now I'm a failure. But if you say, I thought I probably could, but you can't, you're like, yeah, but I thought I probably could do it. It kind of gives yourself a kind of yeah. gives yourself a soft, something soft to land on, just in case. No, I I agree. Yeah, that's definitely um, now again. Henry Ford was you know <laughs> yeah. a big achiever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I think actually you're right. Like. Just what you said there, I probably can, just makes it mm. more gentle. And again, that more kind of self-compassionate and self-kind. Yeah, I think I, I think so. Yeah, he was a hard man. Yeah, he, he was, was a, a tough very guy. Hard, <laughs> he was a very hard man. But yeah. And he, he was, I suppose he was a paddy back in the day when, you know, like he, he, I suppose he was hugely successful. But yeah, he was a tough, he was a tough cookie. But again, for us, especially in the here and now, to be gentler and to be more self-kind and self-compassionate. Yeah. That's beautiful. No, it, it, any chance you can give yourself a break, man, you just have to do it. You know, life's hard enough yeah. without beating yourself up about it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, Sean, thank you so much for sharing with me about your passions for minding yourself, um, minding others, and uh, where can people uh, find you, Sean? Yeah, uh, just... A full profile is up on LinkedIn, and then my website is www.thetestcompany.ie. Okay. Yeah. People can find you there. Brian, thanks for the invite. It's been a lovely chat. Thanks very much.
Sean, thank you so much. And thank you for, again, for sharing with me and for being so generous and best. And you, mate. Continued success. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Sean. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You. And I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self-care. Please like, subscribe and follow Mind You Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self-care going out to the world. You can find me and Mind You at brianbarneswellbeing.com.